Talent Talk Tuesdays is all about harnessing your God-given talents to live with greater clarity, purpose, and joy. You are wonderfully made, my friends. May all we do be for God's glory. Hello and welcome to Talent Talk Tuesdays. I'm your host, Lisa Maladnik, and I'm really kind of winging it this week because I was, gosh, exposed to a lot of people sick over the holidays and then fell on some water, like just slipped and crashed down some water at a grocery store about a week ago and really hurt my ankle, was on crutches for a bit, and then got the flu that had been going around the household. So yeah, I'm just kind of coming back from... uh, from a little bit of uh, getting sidelined, but it's okay. It was, as usual, God finding a way to permit something. He wasn't inflicting it on me, but he did permit some things to slow me down. And I have continued uh, doing my liturgy of the hours daily, not all of it every day, depending how sick I was, but um, because I'm a in third order Carmelite formation, that's a beautiful part of my life. A really incredibly rich encounter with the Lord and his word every day. And so I just wanted to share something with you and I've looked high and low for it. I emailed it to myself. I know I saved it. I wanted to read you a quote from the Liturgy of the Hours in this episode and I can't find it. So maybe that's just thematically perfect for today. I called this episode Getting Smaller because um, the idea that came from that reading was such a small idea, like a subtle realization um, that wasn't really spelled out, but it came through in the writing about Christ becoming human and still being fully divine, of course, but this littleness of his humanity, this smallness struck me so powerfully that it had a ripple effect in all my human interactions from that moment on. And so actually, I believe I, this was, I read that actually before this time of quiet, but during this time of quiet, that was actually at least two weeks ago. So before all that happened, but, um, but it's had a lot of ramifications and I want to share the insight with you because I think it's really important. So, so just bear with me a moment because I'm not super organized today, but when we think of Christ, right, he's fully human and fully divine and his divinity is incomprehensibly large, right? It's infinite. It's timeless. It's complete, pure, utterly holy, creative, powerful merciful, present, gentle, and probably hilariously funny, like everything good, everything beautiful, everything true. He's the source. Everything was created through Christ. John chapter one, verse one and two, I believe it is, they say that. But he goes from God to also being man. He comes and embodies human flesh and sanctifies it, claims it, reclaims it. But he goes from God to you know, zygote, and then to infant, and then to man, really poor itinerant preacher. We know this, right? And then to victim, and then to resurrected and glorified Lord, and then to host in our hands and in our stomachs and into the tabernacle of our souls. And he's in that hidden place in churches all over the world and in souls all over the world, hidden, small, and that has just struck me so powerfully for the first time. It's, it's weirdly enough, maybe because at 64, you know, like, like lots of you, I've been through some things. It's easier for me to understand the tree of life and the, 
the carrying of crosses, of uniting sufferings to the cross as being a place of beautiful and very sweet intimacy with the Lord. Not that it's easy, but, but that it's real, that I know it. It's easy to think of him even as victor and king, creator, all of those things, savior, Lord. But his smallness is another thing he wants us to imitate. And so that's really struck me in moments of grace when I've been on the verge of getting big at somebody. So something happens, it hurts my feelings, I start to brood and I start to boil and I start to rehearse and I'm getting ready to blast somebody and the thought of the smallness of Christ stops me in my tracks and in a tiny subtle shift something happens in my soul and I let that smallness speak to me and that's it all the air goes out of my anger and resentment and something in my spirit bends almost as if I'm just bending a little bit to go through a doorway into a much bigger, more beautiful, peaceful, simple, freer place. Like chains are falling off me, but it's so subtle. I'm suddenly out of that place of turmoil and in a place of stillness. Immediately, and I recognize this as a grace, and maybe it's because it's still the Christmas season, and this is a really extraordinary, special, seasonal kind of a God-giving gifts moment. I pray to God I never lose it, or at least the memory of it, so that it will continue to guide my life. But it is a mystery. It's a mystery. St. John the Baptist in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 3, verse 30, said, He must increase and I must decrease. Now, we can look at it literally. Obviously, he had been preparing the way of the Lord. The Lord had begun his ministry. It was time for John to step aside. But John never stopped his mission. He kept preaching repentance. In fact, he took it right to the king and got himself beheaded. So it's not that he stopped using his talents or his calling, right? He kept going. But the Lord increased. And, I, and I'm going to just assume, because God is so good, and because St. John the Baptist, one of my favorites, the last and the greatest of the prophets, would have been making room even in his own soul for the presence of Christ now present in the world, beginning his ministry. And so what does this really have to do with talent? This show's all about talent, right? But it's in the context of the most important things, of God's love, of what he's saying to us, of how he is with us, of how he is inviting us, and changing us in ways that are not like the way we want to change each other. Like, I'm going to fix you. I'm going to get all big on you, and I'm going to fix you. I have those urges, lots of them. It's not like that. It's something else. This is another one of those paradoxes in the life of faith that we die in order to live, right? We die, we get submerged in the waters of baptism, and we die to sin. We get claimed for Christ. But I want to just say, you know, like, I tend to cause a lot of my own suffering. And that's been, I think, the wisdom of increasing age for me to just know that. Oh, gosh, was I a victim when I was younger. And when I came back into the church in my 30s, and I've told you all this before, I'm not expecting you all to have heard every episode, but 
when I first started confessing my sins again as an adult, after not probably having done that, gosh, I'm going to guess maybe since my confirmation. It felt good to confess my sins. It felt good to lay that down and own it and give it back to God and ask for help and receive blessing. I didn't feel so helpless anymore. And this is really, really neat too, but it's neat in a different way. There I was taking it on. I was confronting self, and that's still good. That's something I want to keep doing regularly for the rest of my life. This is different. This is becoming smaller. And Jesus is leading the way to being smaller. One of my favorite saints, a great Carmelite, St. Therese of Lisieux, talked a lot about being little, right? Let God be big. We're little. He takes care of it. She said she couldn't become a great saint on her own. She didn't want to just be holy. She wanted to be a great saint. She's now a doctor of the church. She died at 24. The little flower. She wanted to be the little daisy in God's garden, not an important, big, beautiful rose or lily. And yet she showers us with roses. So think in terms of the excellence that we're called to, being the best that we can be for him, for his glory, just out of love for him, out of love for that tiny babe, that poor child in the manger. What could littleness do for us? So I want you to think of this idea of littleness or of getting small or getting smaller, maybe just a little bit as being a place of reaching for Jesus, just reaching for him in his smallness. Reach out from your heart. And as you learn more about yourself and about each other and talents and why each other's wiring and you start to see through each other's eyes and all of that, that's gonna really support this work. That's gonna give you a greater sense of confidence and skillfulness at navigating the people God has given you to love, the situations, the work, the calling, your ministries, your sufferings. But keep out, keep a lookout for those moments of smallness, of, of opportunities to ask for it or to reach for smallness. I'm not talking about suppressing your feelings or degrading yourself in any way. It's not like that. It's not intellectual at all. It is a purely spiritual thing a willingness to just take on the smallness of Christ in that moment. And I believe this mystery is another key to our excellence and our holiness and our happiness. Because it's when we try too much, when we become self-sufficient, or we're trying to be right. If you're wired like me, I'm high belief and high activator. That means I can come to snap judgments, and I, ooh, do I love to be right. But it always makes somebody else wrong. And what a waste of our lives and our feelings and our souls. Or when I just want to be my own strength instead of staying dependent on God. I got to keep just getting the heck out of his way. I don't want to block any grace. I need it all. And, I, and, and please know that even the smallest moment of reaching for the smallest of Jesus and his humanity in his 
meekness and oh please do check out i'm going to tell you in a moment are great resources but in those small moments of meekness of our souls wanting to be meek like christ it's again like invisible chains falling off and experiencing a quiet but remarkable freedom and i promise you this is a game changer so here's the resource i want to recommend i have a friend who's a coach and i don't get anything for recommending my friends or people that i admire but i really admire this woman her name is roxanne devera and she has a website called meek and humble she's a terrific coach and she has spiritual wisdom and she's fairly young woman like I rarely see. She's remarkable. So if you're looking for someone with a very gentle spirit, just sign up for her newsletter. You'll love it. It's their brief little writings never fail to bless my soul. And she is all about it's meekandhumble.com is her website. Meek and humble. And I'm always so blessed by her. But this place of smallness less conflict, more love, more peace, more mystery. Couldn't we use more of that sense of walking in mystery with the Lord in his garden, holding his hand, more of him? What could be better than that? You are wonderfully made, my friends. Please pray for me. I'm praying for you too. God bless you.